Hello, and welcome to another Red Monk Conversations video. My name is Kate Holterhoff, Industry Analyst here at Red Monk, and with me is Stefan Rodet, UX Engineering Manager at IBM. I'm thrilled to have this opportunity to discuss front-end development and design with Stefan today, as this is a subject near and dear to my heart. After a stint in academia, I worked in, as a front-end engineer for several years before transitioning to my current role as an analyst. I understand you've worn several professional hats as well, Stefan. Will you tell us a little bit about your background and how you became interested in design? What was that journey like? Hey, Kate. Well, there's quite a bit to unroll. Let's try to make it short. <laughs> I started quite a while ago at IBM after making a university exchange. And um, so I started as a, funny, as a backend developer on a mainframe. So I was actually uh, building a component that manage the processor capacity and so on dynamically on the mainframe. So it was a really cool, super interesting topic, uh, far, far from the front end actually, but we had a desktop app that actually managed the software. And so I was assigned as a first assignment to actually test this uh, desktop app. And so I opened so many tickets that uh, the next iteration, they put me on the front end team and they were like, Stefan, now you're going to help fixing this. Um, and so uh, we quickly moved to actually one of the first uh, web um, apps for, for, for the same management, actually. So it was um, it was a new initiative that become uh, the so-called COSMF. So COS Management Facility was one of the first uh, management system for the mainframe on the, uh, as a web. Uh, basically app. So we were working with uh, very early, a bit clunky kind of uh, JavaScript tooling. So it, it was really uh, interesting to see that evolve and start. And so after that, I got asked to come into uh, one of the initial and first private cloud uh, team at IBM. They were working on the, on the initial private cloud products around uh, 2009. Uh, and so I got asked to help for the front end. And so then we moved a bit. We were then using Dojo for uh, producing our, our app. And uh, this led me to become more and more interesting into the UX topic. And uh, actually at your conference, at the Monkey Gras conference, I, I listened to Phil Gilbert uh, explaining uh, IBM design. And I also heard a lot about it internally. And what happens in parallel is that I started to meet the design community in uh, my location. And we started building bonds and meeting regularly. And at some point, uh, one of the, the guy in the team, Gerhard Pfau, uh, came to the idea, hey, what if we start our own studio? And so this was how we, we started the story of uh, design at I, um, IBM Böblingen. We built a new studio and I joined the team like a few months afterwards because I was really uh, inspired by that. Uh, and then came the question like, okay, you're joining the team, but what should be your role, right? And so I started with UX design, but very quickly there is um, someone who joined externally from the US who um, started this new practice of uh, UX engineering and prototyping. And so very quickly we got in touch and uh, this felt like the perfect fit actually. And so this is, this is how it got all started. Um, it was uh, seven years ago now, 2015. And so I've been evolving in this role since. So we've started uh, uh, an internal community of front end uh, to, to upskill everyone into the modern techniques. 
Um, and we've grown also into a more stronger team and now it's even official because I, I got a department. So I'm now a UX, uh, engineering manager. And, um, yeah, so this is, this has been uh, something very interesting starting from this role that has been really a niche and now it's being more acknowledged in the industry. So, um, there are more and more company who goes into that and I can see also signs of you know, company organizing the UX engineers now in structure and organization to make it scale. That's a really exciting story. Thank you for sharing that. And uh, I think uh, maybe for our listeners here, it'd be worthwhile to, to pause and kind of dig into some of those roles. So, you know, you mentioned a lot of terms here um, and, you know, there's a lot of terms in general for UX engineers. So we've got a design developer, design technologist, creative developer, prototyper, what differentiates these and how do you characterize that role uh, for IBM specifically? Yeah, it's pretty funny. So many names for a single role. Uh, and actually, well, so if you know the role um, more narrowly, then this, there are some differences that start to appear. So let, let's start with the prototyper because this one is pretty simple. The prototyper is a role that exists also in this pure design. So. You can be a prototype uh, without coding. You would be the person who put the design together into scenarios, potentially designed also some animation and interaction between them. And so that will help you to get to the first prototype. And then the next step in this prototyping, of course, is to start to mix some code, but also why not to go completely with code, especially if you have a design system, you can plug and play the elements together and, uh, the more mature your design system will be, the faster you'll be actually with all of that. So um, this is then really practical because you get to build some kind of uh, you know catalog of designs and interaction and so on, and then you get more and more productive and can show the prototype directly to the users. So this is uh, the first step. The, the next one that I think is interesting is the creative developer and also I think it goes along with uh, a bit design technologies um, and so the creative developer will also play with new technology sometimes IOT for example to to come up with new concepts new possibilities that might go way beyond what just you know the designer in front of the screen will think about so this is um, a bit of a, of a separate role, uh, which I don't know we have in the, in, in the company. And then design developer, UX engineer, I, personally, I consider them very much like synonyms. Uh, and sometimes I would even say it depends of, you know, what organization are they um, reporting to and so on. But basically it's, the, it's very similar responsibility. And then you have all, all kinds of, um, of uh, roles that comes into this. So for example, um, the UX engineer will be responsible for uh, working on the design systems. They will be uh, responsible for also prototyping with code, for sometimes coding some interactions. Sometimes they will go and help the developers to understand, you know, to, to show them how to make a specific design happen. And uh, sometimes they will also advise the designers on a specific technical matter, so to help them understand what's possible, what not, uh, helping them with the domain knowledge also of the, of the product. Great. So it sounds like there's a lot of overlap there. I think what interests me about the front end space is how there is 
this, you know, kind of this need to synthesize the rules that we all operate with. But also uh, there's these, these kind of new divisions uh, that we're seeing in the field. So that kind of reminds me of uh, Chris Coyer's uh, really important article, The Great Divide, which he wrote for CSS Tricks a few years back. Uh, and it outlines the disparities between front-end engineers, particularly those who work heavily with JavaScript uh, on the one hand, as opposed to those who work with like HTML, CSS, design, interaction patterns, um, you know, accessibility, et cetera. And, uh, you know, uh, that was actually more the, the, the side of, <laughs> of the fence that I worked on. Um, so I, I guess I'm curious, what strategies do you recommend for confronting and finding commonality in light of this division? Uh, you know, how do we find, um, you know, the areas where we can work together? And, you know, where, where are you seeing the field move uh, in terms of, you know, this, this sort of division, which uh, uh, Chris Coyer outlined, uh, you know, in that, that seminal article? Yeah, uh, this is uh, really a very revealing article. Like I was really, uh, <laughs> it, it sparked so many ideas in my in my head. And when I read this article, I was like, oh, finally, someone put it on paper. Uh, and it, it's a really interesting case because very often in the IT, you have that kind of specialization happening uh, where where a single role got divided into multiple, like backend developer, then you have the database developers you have, uh, well, I think people will hate if I see this, but the more kind of <laughs> DevOps uh, oriented roles. And so, but it, it starts from a common point. In that case of front end development, you really have people coming from two different places, right? You have people coming from uh, software development, uh, engineering, sometimes even like packet development or at least application development, um, moving into front end and having a little bit more to do with design, but maybe without having the kind of, um, uh, you know, solidified or formal knowledge into the topic. And on the other side, you have the more, like I would say, the agency developer who would realize and prototype uh, the, the, the ideas from designers, mainly for website, for communication support. And so now those, those uh, two roles find to have to come together to create more complex outcome. And I think that's the one kind of things that we worked on a lot at IBM Design, trying to bring those two um, kind of personas together because you need both skills right now to make like complex web app happen, right? Because they are complex in the structure, but they need to look nice, they need to feel nice, they need to be usable, understandable, consistent vision. Um, so there is a need to, to have those people speak together and as much as possible also exchange skills, right? So transferring knowledge um, is very important. So for example, what we did on our side, we created a community for those two categories, sort of more development front-end developers and the UX engineers to come together. Uh, so this is very important. Uh, and, and try to fill the gaps a bit. Like if you are, if you are um, more of a backend developer, then let's have a look. Try to, to, to spend a week with designers. Try to uh, use their tool a little bit as well. And uh, the opposite side, right? If you are uh, just a, a CSS developer or maybe a designer also know to, to, to code a little bit of front end, then you can have a look at other stuff. Like, I don't know, you can look at Python, you can look at trying to do your own data science. We have some people actually in our studio looked in that direction and that, that brought their skills on superpower, really. Um, 
So there is the kind of strategy you can use. Also stay, you know, keep the awareness here, try to keep a good contact. But also at the same time, uh, I think this is a fine line to, to run on. I like what I've seen is that still the more what I would call CSS developer or maybe UX engineers, you know, the CSS developer is more for what I would call the agency model, right? So when you write primarily um, content that has a lot of editorial aspect, but not too much functional, right? And the UX engineers, a bit the evolution of that role, but more in a complex kind of application or even further enterprise kind of context, right? Because the UX engineer will also know how to plug JavaScript together, will make more complex work, uh, software work together. So this is a bit the, the kind of differentiation I see. But still, if you take the, the CSS developer or the UX engineers, both tend to work a lot with, with design, although they are different, you know, organization might place them into different reporting branch. But at least the, the, the way we found it works the best for us was to have the UX engineers tightly connected to the design. And how do we do that? We just place them in the design team very simply. Right. So they can actually act as designers also. They can sometimes help the designers work with them on common problems and then, um, keep the more, I would say, application engineer kind of persona also in tight contact with the other developers. Right. So they can, they can also have people who understand their way of thinking, of working, their evaluation and so on. I think the collaborative aspect of uh, this sphere is is something that maybe uh, doesn't get spoken about enough. And you're you're completely right. In my experience, it really is, um, you know, the, the the idea of working together with folks on these projects uh, can just be extremely mm -hmm. liberating. Um, and then another thing that I, I think we're seeing in the industry is just the, the sheer number of tools that are coming out to support uh, folks who you know work in this on these interactive teams. Um, so I, I guess I'm I'm, I'm uh, you know curious a little bit about uh, that aspect. So, um, you know, uh, the, the velocity of the technologies that are emerging to support design disciplines, so design system management, design tools. So, you know, I'm thinking here of like Figma and Lottie uh, and web and native uh, platforms, uh, you know, it's, it's extremely exciting, but also challenging to keep up with. Um, can you talk at all about how to stay ahead of these changes in the front end landscape? Yeah, um, we see that as a big role of the UX engineer to keep up with those technology. And especially also help the designers to make sense of those technologies. Because for example, sometimes there will be tools, um, I don't know, like Airtable or Figma. Many of those design tools are actually highly pluggable. So you can write plugins for them to enable new functionality. So suddenly you make a design tool that's completely random and free to something that just, you know, that's much more of a, of a specialized toolbox for your component system. So you can make all new kinds of uh, outcomes happen and you can bring way more consistency and speed and so on in the workflow of the designers by, by plugging this in and sometimes write, writing a small piece of software. So we see that as a very big responsibility. At the same time, we also try to think all the time what's the value of the technology because if you have too much movement and not enough stability, then at some, top, some point it starts to be detrimental. Um, you start to having a disconnect and, and, and people will just not keep up with the, you know, the changing workflows and all of that. 
So there is always a fine line to be had in there. But we still think it's important to have certain people in the team that have some reserve time for looking at those tools, right? And you might decide it differently. In some places, you'll have dedicated teams. In some places, you'll have every every folk who spend some time looking at uh, you know new tools on a regular basis. Um, I think it plays a big role also into motivating the people and making work like more enjoyable, especially when you know that you have some you know some some influence on on the toolings and the workflow of the team i think this empowerment is very very important in general but just also to keep up with the with the overall like productivity change and so on one last question for us uh you know that i'm, I'm particularly curious about so you know when i, I typically think of testing um i think of it as the domain of the back end and we spent a lot of time in this conversation talking about how there's actually a lot of back and forth between these you know the full stack uh, you know, <laughs> developer seems to be, uh, you know, alive and well. Um, so I guess I, I'm curious that, um, you know, even though testing is not something that the front end uh, is usually thought of as, as really dealing with, you have argued um, that that actually is not the case, that it is important for, for folks in the front end to to take on, um, you know, te- the, the role of a tester. So could you expand on that idea? Yeah. Yeah, there are multiple levels to unpack with that because there is... Um, some level of testing that I think is uh, is known to every front-end developer, or at least they aspire to, which is to use some uh, front-end testing tool for, for their code and having this run, like at least some base test uh, being run on, on every build and commits and so on. Uh, so this is definitely one aspect that is known. But I think when you look at the direction of UX engineering, what is the role of UX engineer? for testing. And this is where it gets very interesting because when, for example, a UX engineer start to produce some coded prototypes of a design, then you get a software implementation of the design, but with a fraction of the cost of the real thing, right? You don't need to care about all the dependencies, um, what the API might do or not. You can just test the interaction itself, right? So there is all kind of testing that you can have with, with the users, um you can also i think you know as a ux engineer you can uh use your skills to deploy for example different versions of of a design so you can compare the two solutions we had that done recently by a team it was really interesting to have the actual stuff being presented so there is definitely a lot of potential in this and then you go even further like how is that about the responsiveness of the design How's the accessibility? Uh, can we make it accessible? What's about how do the animation on the micro interaction feel? There is a lot that you can do with the design tools, of course, but sometimes I've seen teams who weren't enough knowledgeable of the limitation of those mm-hmm. tools, sometimes underestimate how much you can do more outside of that. And I would say even the design tools when they they can they have lots of them have some so called prototype function which can you know like bring you to different states but there are many scenarios in which it doesn't work anymore so as long as you're writing a simple font you know you have a website you want to navigate between elements you want to highlight one or two elements it's it's really fine right but as soon as you go into kind of a, a free world kind of stuff for example you have the my favorite example is a spreadsheet right 
you want to test if a, if a spreadsheet interaction is working, your user might be writing something anywhere, and then you need to show on any other place what's the result of that. So that's the kind of things that, you know, with code, you can test very easily because you can just code it on the front end uh, and then have a look and, and try it with users to see if it works. Well, this has been an exciting conversation. I feel like I've learned a lot from you today, Stefan. Thank you so much for uh, you know uh, joining me uh, for this Redmond conversation. Uh, you know, uh, learning how the front end UX uh, and design continue to evolve, and especially at IBM, uh, I think it's a, a really important story to tell. So, thank you again for taking the the time to speak with me today. Thank you, Kate, so much for this uh, great discussion.